This is Off the Shelf, episode 87. We're recording this on Tuesday, April 26th, 2016. I'm Ryan Gallagher. Joining me tonight, the lovely Brian Sauer. Brian, I gotta know, did you buy anything today for Alien Day? I did not. I neglected my duties uh, as an Alien fan. <laughs> I know, you are a poor Alien fan. Terrible. If you, if you didn't buy any uh, overpriced, <laughs> limited uh, Alien things today. I saw those... Uh, those shoes or the boots yeah the sexist approach to the boots I, yeah I, I i mean i can i can believe that this happens because this seems to happen anytime anything happens on the internet um but man i can't believe that they did this like that is yeah. just totally crazy yeah especially for a female character and not making anyway yeah i guess for, if for anyone who's listening who doesn't know what we're talking about they, so re so okay we should wind way back <laughs> <laughs> alien day I, first of all how ridiculous is this thing like <laughs> i mean i there there are many ridiculous things on the internet especially when it comes to holidays and so the folks at at fox fox publicity uh bless their hearts i love them and uh you know they do some pretty awesome things unfortunately like someone got it in their head that this was going to be a good idea and this good idea was that they needed some excuse to celebrate the alien films and what that turned into was they said well you know uh the planet in the first alien movie is lv426 and so let's let's have a (laughs) april 26th holiday celebrating alien wow um and now apparently what that really means is just like it's an excuse to um you know uh sell a lot of limited edition things through mondo and i guess through other outlets although mondo is pretty much like the biggest one that i saw people promoting today is that is that your kind of uh experience with with what happened today yeah, I mean, I'm to be to be completely honest, I mostly ignored it. I just was like, "Well, that's kind of ridiculous," like you said, and <clears throat> so I didn't. I saw your post on Facebook, and then beyond that, I was like, "Yeah, I'm not buying any limited edition aliens." Here's the thing: I love both those movies, but I'm not as rabid a fan of aliens as a lot of people are. Like, I like Alien, obviously. Well, not obviously, but I like Alien more than I like Aliens, and I know that's a minority opinion. I think, but. Wait you, wait, you like Alien more than Aliens? Yes. I don't think that's an, uh, an unpopular opinion. That's my, I don't know if it's unpopular, but... I mean, I guess that I can see that, but uh, I also share that same opinion. I think the first movie is better than the second one, but, although, like, you know, the second one is still pretty fun. Yeah, it is fun. I just, I've heard, and maybe it's in the past five or six years, a lot more people saying that, like, Aliens is, like, their favorite, favorite movie. And um, I guess I just don't, I don't know. I like it, but I just don't, I I don't, it doesn't feel like, anyway, I'm going to get into really controversial territory (laughs) if I go much further. So I'm not going to, so anyway, I wasn't interested in any of this stuff. It wasn't, uh, it didn't have any appeal to me. I mean, I have, I have all the alien movies on Blu-ray. I like them, but not enough to buy artwork or, you know, limited edition stuff. So it just flew right by me. I mean, it it actually took me a while to even figure out what, how like when did this start is this like a thing that's been going on for years that i just didn't pay attention to and no i think it was this is the first year and this is you know a total marketing thing um 
And again, not that I'm like opposed to marketing, you know, things just because like I it's just it's kind of annoying <laughs> and mostly just because of like the like the I didn't really see any celebration of the movies or like the characters or like, you know, like the all, how it's affected like popular culture or how it's influenced different movies or anything like is mostly just people selling alien related things and you know i like mondo i think they make some cool stuff and i like you know fox i think they do good work but it's just this this whole thing just kind of rubbed me the wrong way anyway so let's get back so the re so what we're talking about with the shoes uh reebok decided to make a limited run of the boots that ripley wears in aliens um and but unfortunately they only made men's sizes of these shoes available you know, if you were even able to buy them, which they sold out pretty quickly and then were going for ridiculously high prices online. So anyway, Alien Day. <laughs> Happy Alien Day, everyone. I mean, it just seems like somebody was like, hey, May the 4th. Yes, that May the really 4th. That really worked well. Let's, what do we got? Uh, I know, like, May the 4th is another, I yeah, mean, that, that is stupid, like but... the other stupid thing. Um, when there are like so many other, well, at least there's one other like, big day that could be the star wars day which is like you know may 20th or around may 20th i think is like the day that it that the first movie premiered and it's usually when the star wars movies all premiered i think um except for the force awakens obviously but you know that seems more like a star wars holiday than may the 4th which is just totally you know a gimmick although like you know you do it enough times and it becomes a thing and now it's become a thing yeah, I mean, anything that people can get excited about on social media. I mean, like, there's so many days that I didn't realize were it's pizza day. It's, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, there's just so many ridiculous days now. And because of social media, people can, you know, it just gives them something to post. Maybe people that don't post a lot can be like, well, I can get behind pizza day, you know, or whatever. So, I don't know. It's It's gotten a little ridiculous, uh, to say the least. I mean, were there a lot of people writing about Alien that I, I just, maybe I didn't see it, but like, I don't, I didn't even see a lot of people like reflecting on the movies or writing, you know, in-depth essays about like, you know, the, the Alien universe or anything. It just was like, oh, did you get that print? (laughs) That was it. Or, oh man, I totally slept in and I couldn't get the print that I wanted or the sweater that I wanted. Yeah. No, that's, that's all I saw. Yeah. Well. I guess maybe next year they'll have more, we'll have more time to plan for Alien Day. Maybe we can do a whole episode on Alien. <laughs> so there's actually been a lot of news today, um, and we gotta talk about Filmstruck. Yep. So Filmstruck is a new venture, a new streaming movie service from Turner Classic Movies (TCM) and the Criterion Collection. This was announced early this morning. The press release went out. The website went up. Uh, the The plan was revealed. And now we know. So this is a new streaming service with TCM Criterion Collection uh, in conjunction with a number of other um, f- film uh, independent indie studios like Janus Films, Flickr Alley, Icarus Films, Kino, Milestone, Zeitgeist, um, as well as stuff from Warner Brothers and, you know, Presumably other uh, studios will be involved with this. This isn't launching yet. Uh, this is you know, set to launch this fall. 
and there's no firm date yet, but we can kind of assume when this might launch or at least when, um, you know, based on, based on some other factors that uh, we can talk about. Um, what was your first, so what the, did you read about this right when you woke up this morning? Like I did. Well, I saw somebody posted in, um, uh, criterion completion. They were just like, bye bye Hulu. And I was like, what is that about? And then I looked, I'm like, Oh, okay. And then I started to, you know, poke around and, and find more information about it. Um, so apparently this went up like, you know, East coast time early this morning. I, I, I woke up around seven thirty to start getting Miranda ready for school to get, you know, start making breakfast for everyone. And then, you know, start boiling some water for tea and everything that I do in the morning. And usually I'll check my phone first thing just to see, you know, like, did I get any text messages or are there any emails? Is the site broken? Do I need to like fix anything? Um, and I got like several text messages from different people. <laughs> I got all these DMs from people on Twitter. Like, did you know this was happening? Oh my gosh, did you see this? <laughs> and so I had to kind of like quickly uh, figure out what was going on and start posting messages, you know, from the Criterion Cast Twitter and on Facebook and everything and quickly try to catch up with what had already been discussed. I mean, luckily, Criterion hadn't really... They must have been posting. I mean, they must have been. They were posting right around after when uh, when I woke up and saw everything. So luckily, I didn't feel like too uh, behind. But it was still. It's so funny work like being on the on the West Coast versus like when everyone is up uh, on the East Coast already posting news stories like this. So, um, we don't. There are a number of things we don't know about this yet. Like we don't know the price of, of what this is going to look like. Um, but we can kind of, but the folks at uh, Filmstruck and their social media um, folks have been answering a lot of questions on Twitter. And so we can kind of, um, we have a general idea of what this is going to look like. Um, this is presumably going to be a app on different platforms that you will be able to log into kind of similar to, you know, Hulu or Netflix or um, Fandor and there will be different studios uh, with movies on it. Now, it, it's going to be an, a completely ad-free environment, as they state. I mean, the, the folks in in the press release and kind <clears throat> of in the various statements made online, everyone is saying, you know, these are this is going to be a this is like by film geeks, you know, by film geeks for film geeks kind of a thing. There, everyone's saying like, you know, we we just love movies so much and we want an environment where we can kind of take all of these movies that we have the rights to and, and get them to the fans in the best possible way. And um, what this means for the criterion collection is that they will be leaving Hulu uh, in their, in their announcement uh, post on the criterion current uh, Peter Becker actually talks about, you know, why they're doing this and, that you know they will be leaving Hulu in November I think is when their um their partnership their ex- kind of like exclusive deal uh will end and they'll be moving exclusively over to Filmstruck. Uh that's pretty big. I mean Criterion has been with Hulu now since I think 2011 was when they um took every- everything off of Netflix and moved over to Hulu exclusively and then kind of expanded their channel to what it is now where it's you know several hundred films that you can watch um for for the subscription price of of what hulu plus uh offers 
It's going to really hurt Hulu, unfortunately, I think. I mean, I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, maybe it will. Um, I mean, I don't know if I will necessarily keep my Hulu Plus subscription. They do have a lot of kids programming uh, that I might need to hang on to for Miranda. But I know a lot of um, Criterion fans who only subscribe to Hulu for the Criterion channel. Then, yeah, they will go wherever yeah criterion goes i use it a lot for tv so i'll probably keep it but um i'm curious if they'll go searching for another movie type i don't know something to to fill in that gap or it feels like they probably will but who knows yeah i i mean i worry more for fandor um just because fandor is you know such a small uh, player in this market you know compared to netflix and hulu and amazon um, but they have such a great selection for film geeks. Um, and you know, they, they do have the criterion options through the deal with Hulu. I don't know if they'll, I mean, yes, they will lose any criterion films because in this press release, you know, they they say, you know, over and over again, that this is going to be an exclusive platform. So if you want to watch criterion, if you want to stream criterion movies, you will have to go through them. I, I don't know if that means that they won't put up movies on iTunes and Amazon. Um, I think they probably will still put movies up on iTunes and Amazon just because they, they look at that as, you know, not streaming. They look at that as like a online retail environment where you can rent or buy movies. And that's how it's worked with him with uh, Hulu right now. But did I, so did I hear this right? That they will make like a huge number of titles available beyond what they have on Hulu now. Um, I mean, was that wrong? They will make a lot of movies available. I think in one of the posts, I don't know if it was in the press release. In the press release, I think it says more than a thousand films from the Janus Films Library. Mm. Um, and then I think okay. in the in Criterion's post, they said something like eleven hundred movies. Yeah. Um, that is, I mean, that's kind of around where they are right now with Hulu. Okay. I mean, I, I I don't know what the last number was that they threw around for what they have on Hulu, like eight hundred or so. Is I feel like that's what I remember them you know promoting but maybe they've acquired more movies over the years since since that announcement was made um but maybe there are maybe there is a huge other you know chunk of the catalog that they've been waiting for something like this to to kind of unveil to everyone but they have made you know a number of other deals over the years and so maybe this library that like you know what they have available to them is a part of like you know the deal that they have with sony right now because of you know, their, their distribution deals with Sony or, you know, what they've been doing with with Criterion UK. The price point presumably for Filmstruck is going to be in, this is what they've said on Twitter is that it's going to be in the single digit uh, range, meaning that it's not going to be over $10 a month. Okay. Uh, The trick is, or the, the uh, catch is that the Criterion channel that it's going to be kind of like separately branded on there is going to be a separate purchase that you will, you will add on to your um, subscription to Filmstruck. So there will be like a base price and then there will be a premium channel 
where you will get access to all the Criterion films. Yeah, I th- see, that's uh, just yeah. bad news, man. Um, I think with the base price Filmstruck subscription, you will have access to some Criterion films, I think is how I'm reading the, oh, okay. the press release and everything. Like There will be like a rotating selection of movies, kind of like what's on Fandor, where you'll have access to like you know, like a, a curated film festival, essentially. Um, and then as that, you know, rotates out, you know, you'll get new movies, uh, you know, however frequently they update them. Um, and then if you want to go and get, you know, expand your selections, you can, you can add on the, the premium channel. Uh, I don't know if this is going to mean that every, so my biggest fear right now (laughs) with this is that all of these studios, Janice, or, uh, you know, Flickr Alley, Icarus, Kino, Milestone, Zeitgeist, I'm afraid that all of them will have premium channels. Oh. And that if I want to watch all of their movies, I will have to buy the, you know, I will have to buy all these, these subscriptions. And that just sounds both expensive and just completely frustrating. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, I, I, from a, from a st- straight up, you know, Let's say I'm a Hulu, you know, I'm a Hulu subscriber. It's what seven ninety nine a month with ads or whatever. And now you're gonna tell me that, and I get t- tons of TV plus Criterion. Now I'm gonna go over to your new service, and I'm pretty sure it's not gonna be seven ninety nine to get what you gave me before. And now you want me to pay more, and it doesn't sound like you're gonna give me more. You know, at, at least based on those numbers. Yeah. So that right away is a conundrum that the consumer is going to be pissed off about, understandably. I I mean, I, I think I'm more hopeful maybe than you are about this. I, I think I think it will be good in the end, like at least. I hope so. I, I do. I yeah. really do. I, I'm just I'm just thinking about people that complain yeah. and why they complain. <laughs> yes. And that makes sense to me. Totally. Uh, I guess the fact that TCM is involved with this, although like this filmstruck thing is um being kind of like targeted at where is like the list of um genres that they talk about like art house like indie art house foreign film um oh, i can't i can't find it in their press release right now but they uh th- they're not necessarily going to have the old hollywood or classic hollywood film collections that TCM has access to in mm. this filmstruck thing. Um, and I think they've specifically, Oh, here we go. So this is going to be tailor made for, uh, independent foreign and art house films. And they've specifically responded to different people on Twitter saying that it's not going to be, you know, classic Hollywood type movies. Wow. This is going to be these types of movies. Um, wow. I mean, I think with Criterion, though, you're going to get some of that classic Hollywood stuff within that library. But I don't think um, we're going to get any of the like TCM stuff, which is kind of frustrating because that's that was what I was really hoping for when I saw like, oh, TCM plus Criterion. That just sounds like, you know, a match made in heaven. Yeah, it's like exactly what I wanted when I want like a a subscription to a streaming movie service. Um, I I will like t- I will totally in reserve judgment though until this thing launches i'm not gonna like you know say oh i won't subscribe if if they don't have these types of movies um because i will i will subscribe no matter what like <laughs> i mean even, even if like i wasn't doing the podcast or the website or anything like i would probably still just subscribe blindly to it uh and 
I feel, I mean, I've subscribed to Hulu plus now ever since it launched and there have been several months over the, over the years that I just, I don't think I've watched anything on, on the Hulu channel. I just have so many options. I have all my movies on, on DVD and Blu-ray and I have Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and Fandor and, you know, the Warner archive instant and, uh, so many other things. I'm, I'm, I'm drowning in, in streaming services, <laughs> but I will gladly, you know, support Criterion in this endeavor. Um, but I do hope, you know, there are just so many things that we, we're kind of like afraid of, or, you know, like we've been burned by other services and, you know, dealt with other crappy apps and interfaces and everything. And so it's the, the potential for like a frustrating, experience is is very uh high i guess yeah i mean i'll definitely reserve judgment too i i'm i'm curious um if they'll offer some kind of a introductory you know 30 days free or two weeks free just to kind of it would make sense to kind of let people poke around in there and go okay yeah i think i want to but we'll see i mean we'll see if that's a decision they make when they kick off i think they have specifically said that there will be a free trial Oh, cool. um, I well, let me just scroll down there, uh, their, their tweets right now. Cause I think that they've answered a number of questions like that. Um, although I should probably be looking at tweets and replies when I do this, <laughs> um, just because that's where I'm going to see all these answers to it. Um, yeah, I, I, I worry I'm excited. I don't know. I, one of the things, I mean, this is kind of not, this is sort of related in the, um, press release and one thing that people have been talking about on the criterion forum in the list of movies that are going to be added to this collection they list you know seven samurai a hard day's night a room with a view uh, and then they say blood simple which is kind of like a title that we've known criterion is going to be working on uh, my life as a dog uh, but then they list mad max and then breaker morant and the player and like having mad max in there um that one is MGM, I think. Yeah. And uh, they don't list MGM as a partner. And, you know, Shout Factory, Scream Factory released that movie recently on Blu-ray, although presumably they just licensed it. And I don't think they got any streaming rights to go along with that. Um, and so does that mean that maybe Criterion has the streaming rights to Mad Max or maybe Janice is going to be touring Mad Max? That's something that is that's a, a, a hot topic right now. Um, I asked them specifically on Twitter if they could clarify if this meant that, like is Mad Max part of the Criterion channel or is this a part of like just the overall library of titles coming to Filmstruck? Uh, and they gave me a vague answer and did not say, yes, this is a Criterion title or mm-hmm. no, this is not a Criterion title. They were just like, they gave me a very funny non-response. Although I they, wonder, yeah, sorry. No, no, no. I was going to say, I wonder if they just have really limited info at this point and they don't honestly know what's what but that's too bad when they're giving up sort of a some talking points if you will of movie titles you gotta it seems like you should know the deal with those titles at least but i mean i i am so often like uh hesitant to kind of spread rumors that are that might be wrong about about upcoming criterion titles just because in the past like i know a lot of listeners who listen to this podcast and kind of go off of what we say as far as rumors go and uh there have been times when i've talked about titles that like haven't happened 
And they're like, you know, oh, what happened to this title that you guys mentioned all these years ago, blah, blah, blah. And so like now I'm so hesitant to even say like, oh, maybe this will happen. But like, man, that would be so awesome if Mad Max came to the Criterion Collection and they did, you know, a new transfer because that, you know, that Scream Factory release was fun. uh, But I'm sure it could look a lot better than it does. And maybe, you know, if Criterion or Janus licensed the movie from like the 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 distributor like they maybe they could get a new print of the movie or you know like go back and get a new or a new restoration done on it that would be uh that would be awesome and you know people have said like oh do we need another blu-ray of mad max out, mm-hmm. out there and you know if it's better then yeah we could we could <laughs> always use a new blu-ray of any movie if it could look better <laughs> it's, it's kind of my my uh my stance on that so that's, that is an exciting piece of news though. So I will, uh, you know, I, I hope for a Mad Max Criterion release, but, um, I am also very skeptical of, of press releases like this just because of all the different players involved. And like, there's so many, there's so much information packed into here that like, it could just be a poorly phrased sentence in this press release when like, they really don't have the streaming, right? Like Criterion doesn't have the streaming rights, but these you know this is a part of filmstruck so um it, you know again like there's so much that we don't know about this and that we'll learn about over the coming months um we don't know is this going to be available on roku is it's going to be available on the apple tv is this going to be available on the playstation um are they going to make apps for you know the various different kinds of smart tvs are they going to make you know, how is this going to work on, on mobile devices? Are they going to do apps? Um, you know, presumably they'll do all of this. I mean, they're, they're all smart people. Um, you know, I know that some of the people who are involved, like, you know, at TCM and, you know, in social media and whatnot. And so I've, I know that they all are, are, are one of us. Like they all are a part of this community and they don't want to do this incorrectly. They want to make something that succeeds because they want to watch these movies too in the same ways that you and I watch these movies. And so it would be just like, if, you know, if we start suddenly started this channel and we're like, okay, well we're going to do this right. And so I, I have faith in the people that are doing this. And the pricing thing is like, is one thing that I'm worried about, but I, I would be more worried about this service if it was free and like, you know, like how are they going to sustain that? But if it's if it's a, a paid service where you can add on, you know, you can pay to include other uh, studios, like even though that sounds bad, you know, from a person who like has limited funds to to spend on, you know, uh, things like this, I, I, I want to see these companies succeed and, and sustain themselves. And so I I'm willing to, you know, do what I can, I guess, to support that. Um I mean, I would, you know, I'd much rather spend less on this stuff, but, uh, I know that's just not realistic in the current world of, you know, people not paying a whole lot for things and people (laughs) maybe downloading things for free all the time or streaming things when they can or watching things on YouTube or, you know, trying, trying whatever they can to get a free version of a movie. So I... I'm very excited, man. This, this, I have been talking about this thing all day on like the criterion cast. We have like a Slack chat. And so we, we talk about 
you know, news that goes on and, you know, things that we'll be, we'll be talking about on upcoming newsstand episodes. And we have just been talking about this since 730 this morning, <laughs> like a whole day, just like back and forth, like, oh, what about this? Or what, wow, I wonder if this is what that, you know, that means this and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, constantly referring to like tweet responses from Filmstruck and it's just, uh, it's big news for Criterion, definitely, because this is something that, um, you know, they've been so connected with Hulu since 2011 for you know the past five years that to have them change is just, uh, it's just big. Absolutely. So, you know, I wish them all the best of luck, uh, and I can't wait to hear, you know, learn more about it over the coming months. No, it's exciting. It's exciting to hear, you know, what this is going to be. I'm, I'm, I'm very curious too. One last thing I got to say, whoever came up with their logo, the, the F outline, uh, with the S in it, that is just so beautiful. I think it's one of like the best logos. Like I, I'm constantly staring at it and then like, like tracing the F in my eyes and then going back and look, like tracing the S around it. And man, like, you know, there must've been like some, I, I wish I could have been in the meeting where they're like unveiled that logo and explained it. And just, everyone was just like, you know, genius. Like <laughs> who would have ever thought that an F and an S could, could look like that together. But man, it looks so good. So, uh, and I'm not even that crazy about the word struck in this, in this name, but it, you know, that logo alone, I think looks great. No, it does. It's rather mesmerizing. <laughs> it's like an Escher drawing or something. Yeah, it is because it's like the negative space that you're like, you know, it it kind of like goes back and then comes forward when you look at the S or like, you know, when you're staring at the F, it like, you know, the white space recedes. And then when you stare at the S, it kind of like pops out. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm very excited and um, I'm, I'm going to be following along with everyone else. So let's talk about some other stuff. There's been a lot of news over the past week. You know, we didn't record last week and mostly because last week it was like Tuesday night. I was preparing for the episode and I was looking at the list of news that we had to talk about, which wasn't very much. And then I was looking at the list of new titles, which wasn't, you know, like a lot of stuff that I had seen or, you know, stuff that I was interested in talking about. I was like, you know what? We should just take the week off. (laughs) And so we took the week off and, uh, and now we're back to catch up on everything that we missed over the past two weeks. So sorry, everyone, for uh, not having an episode out last week. But sometimes it's nice to have a week off. And <laughs> I probably should have said something on online. But, uh, you know, sometimes it's just you. So sometimes we'll take a week off and we won't tell you. And uh, but we appreciate everyone coming back and not, you know, abandoning us. <laughs> so. A few things uh, left on my list here to talk about. One cool thing that was just announced over the past few days uh, is that there's going to be a new 4K Blu-ray edition and and a new Blu-ray uh, re-release of Labyrinth, the Jim Henson film, um, obviously starring David Bowie, Jennifer Connelly, and all and all the rest. Um, this is coming on September 20th. And this is just getting a, a whole new uh, re-release with new supplements, and uh, I'm very excited about this. I 
I love the movie and uh, I wish that they were doing this, you know, I wish they were doing Labyrinth and the Dark Crystal as, as you know, new re-releases with, you know, new transfer, new, you know, transfers. Um, but maybe that one's in the works still. Uh, very excited. I, you know, this is a movie that I will keep on buying over and over again. <laughs> I must have like two editions on DVD, maybe, must have two editions on DVD and then, you know, the Blu-ray edition and I'll have another Blu-ray edition in September. I think I bought it on VHS, DVD, Blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, this is a movie now where I'm, I'm, there are many, uh, Blu-rays. So like when Blu-rays first launched, I was still buying DVDs for a long time, even, you know, cause I didn't have a Blu-ray player. Uh, and then once I got the Blu-ray player, I was like, you know what? I all this time I should have been buying those Blu-rays, Blu-ray combo packs with DVDs, just because, like, all this time, like, I could have just been stocking up on on Blu-rays to have when I got the player because I was going to get it eventually. I think with this one, even if I don't have a 4K TV or Blu-ray player, I'm probably going to buy the the 4K Ultra HD version that comes with the Blu-ray and the digital copy. Mm. I I think I just I feel like this is a movie that I'll I'll want to have you know the version like the high de- the ultra HD version of, um, and maybe that will help kind of like push me towards getting a, a new TV and a player <laughs> if I if I already have a number of movies that are you know uh, upgraded to that format. I mean there haven't I mean apart from Mad Max Fury Road and maybe a couple of others like you know, the upcoming Ghostbusters Blu-ray or, you know, 4K Blu-ray. Uh, there's not a whole lot pressuring me right now, but now that like these um, catalog titles are starting to be announced, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, and like the, uh, the new Wrath of Khan 4K Blu-ray that's coming out. True. So very true. Yeah. I think I'll probably do that <clears throat> one too while I'm at it. Um, a few other pieces of news. The Twilight Time May titles are going up for pre-order tomorrow. So we're recording this on Tuesday the 26th. Wednesday the 27th, the May titles uh, will be available for pre-order, including movies like Eureka, Cat Blue, Garden of Evil, uh, the uh, film I Could Go On Singing, and uh, Appassionata. Uh, I'm very curious to pick up some of these. I think I might end up picking up. I could go on singing just because it's this is Judy Garland's last movie. Um, it's one that I, I haven't seen, but I'm I'm very interested to check out. Uh, and then I might also pick up, you know, Garden of Evil and Cat Baloo. and and oh, Eureka too. Although yeah. Eureka is one that I think I might end up ordering the the Masters of Cinema release uh, for that one. But uh, Apasionata also. I don't know anything about it, but. You know, this does seem like a very solid month. Indeed. Um, have you been Have you been watching any of the uh, the uh, the April titles since we last talked? Um, like, did you end up watching Cutter's Way or any? Uh, oh uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Um, and I listened to the commentary. You know, transfer looks good. Commentary is good. Um, yeah, I was. I, I I'm trying to, and I I did look at the Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. Um, you know, it's the same, mm-hmm. same disc and everything, but, um, but I still haven't checked out, um, a couple of the other ones that I want up, Julia being one of them and stuff like that. So that's, I've only gotten to those two so far. 
the folks at Kino have announced quite a few things. They're going to be releasing Sherlock Holmes' Smarter Brother. This one, uh, let's see here. I'm going to pull up some information about that. Did you, uh, can you tell me a little bit about this one? Um, it's got Marty Feldman in it. Oh, uh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's and and Gene Wilder. It's it's notoriously not necessarily a great movie, but it seems to have. Oh wait, this was directed by Gene Wilder. Yeah, isn't he in it too? He is in it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's like I said, not notoriously great, but has a following. I think partially because it was, it's got that pedigree to it. You know, some young Frankenstein yeah, vibe, yeah, yeah, and yeah. uh, it was really hard to see for a long time. I know it wasn't available. Um that regularly on home video over the years. So this will be a big one, I think, for some people. Uh, what else have has uh, Kino announced that you're excited about? Um, let's see here. The Enemy Below um, is Robert Mitchum, like naval warfare, um, you know, like a Navy ship versus a U-boat kind of conflict. Um, it's good. It's really good. Uh, I think there's a bit in Crimson Tide where um some characters are asking e- each other about uh, the enemy below um it, i think it's i think it's the tarantino i think tarantino wrote the, those sections oh, of yeah. cuz i think he's probably a fan of this movie cuz it's good um there's a movie called uh, man on fire but not the man on fire with denzel this is one with scott glenn i think mm-hmm. that uh i've always meant to see i've heard is good it's kind of a sleeper kind of movie um i think it's the same movie like i think that that or more or less was a remake of this movie but i've always wanted to see this version and i i have never bothered with the vhs so yeah uh, it'll be fun to see scott glenn uh in this have you have you ended up watching daredevil yet no still okay. haven't Me okay too. well he is in that and he's great awesome yeah. awesome um let's see here they are also doing there was this MGM double feature which had Earth Dies Screaming and Chosen Survivors and those are now coming out separately as Blu-ray titles um, later this year. There's one called Star Crystal that I've never heard of. Do you know that one? I don't. I'm gonna. I'm trying to find it's it. It's like on, an on 80s um, let me look this one up. I forget. It's from like 86. Not a great not a great rating on IMDb. Um, <laughs> no, I'm but, trying to. I'm going back. I'm I'm scrolling down through there. It sounds list. like oh, a, here we go. Star Crystal, alien, an alien knockoff. It uh-huh. says crew members aboard a spaceship encounter an alien life form intent on killing them. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm interested in cheesy sci-fi from uh, the mid '80s, so I'm curious about that one. Yeah. Um. See, the folks at Scorpion have announced a couple of titles too. Yes, um, I don't know that much about Force 5 is one of them. And then The Haunting of Morella is another by, uh, what's his name? We were just talking about him. Winarski, I think. Are uh, these available right now? Uh, or are these ones where they're, like, they, they, they're not available yet? Usually they put them up right away, but in this case they said they would be available on Screen Archives later this month, which would mean, well, not today, I guess. Let's see if we get another. Yeah, I'm looking at their at their list on Screen Archives right now, and it doesn't look like they're up at the top. Yeah, so either it'll come out on this Friday or maybe Tuesday next week, if they're, if they're going to try and squeeze it in before the end of the month, but maybe it'll end up getting bumped to May. 
Um, so those aren't quite available yet, but close. We could have talked about it last week, but what did you think of the Criterion lineup for uh, July? Um, you know, interesting mix as usual. Um, I'm definitely excited about the in-laws and Carnival Souls. Those are the two for me that um, I most want to, mm-hmm. you know, potentially pick up. Cool. Have, have you seen that version of the in-laws? I was listening to the... Um... I haven't seen the in-laws yet, okay. but, uh, you know, everyone raves about how funny it is. And so it seems like I should finally see it. Yeah. I mean, it. I don't know if it holds up to that. I, it's, it's, it's weird. And it's one of those things where the characters can be a little bit annoying, but... I, I think I like weird, 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 funny. I think you do too. I think you'll like it. I think you'll like it. It's, it's just they they make a great duo, the um, Peter Falk and Alan Arkin. So, yeah, looking forward to those. Yeah, I'm very, very excited about this this giant box set of the New World with all the different cuts on it. That is um, cool too. Yeah. Um, I think they also have just announced the Criterion, the Criterion UK titles for July where they're going to be releasing um I think Dr. Strangelove in the UK and then um I forget what the other there's like two titles in July that they've announced uh Dr. Strangelove and something else but um oh Burroughs Burroughs the movie is coming out on July 11th all right let's see is there anything else any other news that we should talk about um, just the just the commitments. Oh yeah. Um, Image Entertainment is putting out the commitments, and that's been a long MIA on Blu-ray title. Um, I don't know if there were rights issues or what, but that DVD came out pretty early, if I recall. I want to say like early two thousands, and I don't know if it's even in print anymore. It probably is, I guess. But um, regardless, we haven't had a high def upgrade in a long time, and I know this is a much beloved movie and one that I'm anxious to revisit because it's been a while all right let's uh let's talk a little bit about what came out over the past couple weeks um let's talk a little about what came out last week and then we can go through what came out this week um obviously the big criterion release last week was the Whit stillman releases they they put out the the box set of of the three films uh barcelona last days of disco and metropolitan but then they also just released the individual Blu-ray for Barcelona, uh, a movie that, you know, Whit Stillman fans have been kind of clamoring for for years now. And Whit Stillman has also been kind of teasing that Criterion was in the works, you know, a Criterion release was in the works. And it's finally available. It looks great. That movie is really well done. I think it's really funny. It's, it might be one of my favorites of his, although like, I just, I guess I f- f- was so not uh, into metropolitan when we covered it on the podcast you know way back in 2009 i think um i have been meaning for years now to go and rewatch metropolitan because i feel like i might like it more now yeah i was gonna say if you like barcelona i don't know i feel like the two are kind of sister films to each other yeah you know like i feel like i've changed so much over the years uh since we started the podcast you know like i've gotten married and have a kid like all over the course of the podcast and so i feel like maybe i've just you know developed a slightly or maybe and you know i've been watching so many other movies that i maybe wasn't watching before we started the podcast and so maybe like my my sense of humor or my uh, enjoyment of different movies has kind of shifted and so i think i maybe i'll go back and give metropolitan another chance I've, i keep meaning to and i haven't yet 
Um, and then the so Susan slept here. Did that come out last week or this week? Because I feel like they were they were promoting it this Tuesday. Although like I think it was listed on, as last week. It was last week. Okay. Yeah. For some reason, I thought I saw it on like the the email newsletter that went. Oh out yeah. Today. No, it was, but they didn't do. A, I don't think they did a newsletter last week. Oh, okay. That makes more I, sense. I don't think I could be wrong. Yeah. Um. Did you get a chance to watch that one yet? I did. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's good, but there's, okay. Let me just, basically the, the Blu-ray looks good and it's got like a really, one of my favorite things in it is it's got a really weird, but funny dream sequence that's even more colorful than the rest of the movie. Mm -hmm. And that looks great. Um, the movie itself I like, but it's kind of creepy. Did you get a chance to watch it? Uh, I've only just kind of inspected the picture quality okay. on my Blu-ray. I haven't watched the whole movie yet, but it, you know, uh, I it mean, looks good. The just the just of the story, real briefly, is that like, I saw. Like, I've have seen it though, like years ago. Yeah. Um, but it's I, you know, it kind of blurs with some of the other movies that I've seen. I mean, it just at the bottom line is that there's a, there's a relationship between uh, a young girl and an older man. Like I think he's supposed to be thirty and she's supposed to be nineteen, which doesn't sound that terrible. Uh -huh. Um, but dick powell looks older than that and anyway yeah um so it ends in just kind of this weird kind of creepy way um but it's still a good movie and i still like both characters and i like that they sort of start falling for each other but it makes me uncomfortable so anyway it's a, it's a it's an odd movie it's of its time and it doesn't feel like a movie that would get made now without a whole lot of flack given to the filmmakers probably i don't know Maybe not, but good looking disc. Yeah. Um, the Arrow release of The Stuff came out last week. Did you pick that one up? I did. How How is it? Is Looks it, good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. I had. I think it's the same disc as the one that I had before, the Region B. I don't think they changed anything, but I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I had to have it. It's. I like that Larry Cohen stuff. Yeah. Um. Did you so the the volume ten of Forbidden Hollywood came out last week from the Warner Archive also, um, that was so this is the the final collected set of uh, Forbidden Hollywood that that the Warner Archive is going to do. Um, how how does this one kind of end the series for you? I haven't you know what I haven't had a chance to oh, listen okay. to it yet, cool. but um. I mean, did we go through the titles in it? I can't remember if we did. Uh, we might have, but okay. you know, if, we can if you want to. Just real quick: the guilty hands, the mouthpiece, secrets of the French police, the match king, and ever in my heart are what's included here. Um, but like I said, I haven't had a chance to dig into this one. I hope to this week. I think <laughs> we shall see. Yeah. Um. Did you, is there anything else on this list from last week that you picked up that you want to um, talk about or, you know, any other, did you get like the, did you get the Outlaw Gangster collection from Arrow? No, that's one that I'm not real familiar with, um, but I definitely saw a bunch of posts on social media. I'm, I'm guessing it's a good set, probably. Yeah, it looks like it. I, I've watched yeah. some of the videos that Arrow has put up uh, on their YouTube channel, like trailers and videos and clips and whatnot. Um, so I think that's probably one that I'll, I'll end up ordering. Yeah. I, I don't remember if it's if it's limited edition. It probably is. Um and so I I will probably end up buying it. I should probably get that then. Yeah. Um for me, um the highlight of the week, or at least one of them, is um 
Olive's release of Dead Pigeon on Beethoven Street. Mm-hmm. That's a Sam Fuller movie. Um, I think he originally made it for television in, um, when did it come out? Like 73. Maybe it was made for German television. I may be getting that wrong. But anyway, um, this is a longer cut of the film. It's It's been tough to see it for a long for a long time and this version apparently was restored in conjunction with UCLA film and television archives so now that they've, there's like an 127 minute version on this disc I mean this is something that I feel like is the kind of movie that Criterion might grab you know or might have grabbed had Olive not done it just because it's a prestigious director they've got a lot of fuller in the collection already um, it's got a nice special feature on it in that it has a feature length like an um 110 minute documentary called return to beethoven street sam fuller in germany and they talked to a whole bunch of um folks including his widow um about him and about this movie um and it's a really nice solid uh supplement so i know all of films often doesn't have supplements on their discs but um this, I feel like that one really makes this worthwhile. And on top of, if you're a Fuller fan, you're probably going to want the movie. But it definitely is one, and I think I talked about on the show, where they use um, the same opening song that um, P.T. Anderson uses in, um, oh, what was his detective movie he just put out? Why am I blanking on that? Damn. Oh, uh, Inherent Vice. Yes. They both use uh, the, the band Can. Um, and Can is used throughout the entire soundtrack of Dead Pigeon, which is great. But they but both open with the same song. So you got to think maybe PT's a fan of this one, probably. Um, and the other thing that I thought was fun this week is a movie called Miracle Beach, which is a um, pretty cheesy sex comedy from, I want to say, like the early 90s, um, like late cycle, basically. But it has Dean Cameron in it, who is in um, Summer School and Rockula and some other things. Uh, and then Amy Dolenz, um, who is the daughter of Mickey Dolenz of the Monkees. Um, and she's like a genie that Dean Cameron's loser character like conjures up. And so it's, it's a silly film, but it's like a late night cable staple slash VHS staple from when I was younger. And um, so that's another one from... Um, that's from Kino Lorber Studio Classics that uh, I was kind of excited about. I don't want to say it's great or anything, but I was happy to get it. The uh, I mean, I, I think we kind of skipped over this one, but the probably the biggest release of the week as far as like, you know, general audiences go is The Revenant. Oh, yeah. The Revenant came out on Blu-ray um, and, you know, it looks amazing. I got a copy of it and uh, it's, you know, I had seen it already, but it's just absolutely beautiful. I mean, the cinematography is stunning. It's got an amazing performance. I mean, obviously, Leonardo DiCaprio won the Oscar, and I think he deserved it. I mean, he really went... I mean, it looks like he went through a lot, even if he didn't uh, physically... You know, I'm, and I know that, like, the stories about, you know, the film shoot and everything. And so uh, it's, a, it's a pretty intense movie and uh, definitely worth owning, I think, in your collection. That's cool. I still have not seen it. I need to see it. Yeah. Um, is there anything else? The, uh, the second season of Silicon Valley came out on, on on Blu-ray and DVD last week. Season three just started up uh, on Sunday. Did you watch the the premiere of season three? No, I still need to catch up on. on I still need two. to catch up on season two. 
you know, I think when we talked about season one a long time ago, I was like, oh, I don't really like this show. I don't like any of the characters. Uh, but since then, like I've gone on to watch all of season two. I liked season two uh, pr- pretty well. And then I uh, we just watched the premiere of season three, you know, minutes before recording this episode. And it's still funny. And uh, and in season three, uh, I you know, spoilers for season three. I mean, this is in like the advertising and everything. But Stephen Tobolowski shows up. And uh, he's hilarious already nice. in one in one episode. Nice. Yeah. Um, let's see. There's a few other. I'm I'm very curious. I haven't read many re- or any reviews actually about this Doris Day and Rock Hudson collection that I think Universal put out. Um, but I'm still very curious to maybe pick that one up. Um, there are some movies on this list that I definitely probably won't pick up. Um, like. I've heard nothing but bad things about Norm of the North. Uh, that one just got like so many <laughs> bad reviews that uh, I have almost no desire to see it. Although I have a feeling that it'll probably be a movie that Miranda will want to watch someday. Yeah, I ended up getting that one digitally when it was available because I was looking for something new to watch. And then I did the took the coward's way out and, and ended up letting my wife watch it with my daughter. <laughs> And I think she's still upset with me about it. So <laughs> it's apparently pretty terrible. Yeah. Yeah. The trailers look awful and uh, it just looks unbearable. Um, all right. I think that's it. Is there, did you, the Yuli's gold, did you get that one? I thought maybe you were excited. No, I, did, I, I remember seeing that years and years ago on VHS and okay. liking it. A nice Peter Fonda performance, if I recall, but uh-huh. um, I did not get it. Okay. All right, let's let's move on to this week, which has many, many more awesome releases to talk about. So, um, you know, this week is packed with uh, with with different things from different studios like Criterion this week released the standalone Blu-ray version of David Lean, uh, David. Uh, sorry, David Lean's Brief Encounter. One of my favorite movies from the Criterion Collection, one that I discovered first uh, through the uh, Essential Art House collection that it was collected in. I thought, oh, I've never seen Brief Encounter. I should watch that one. And, you know, I was blown away by it. And then eventually it was released as a part of that um, Noel Coward and David Lean box set on Blu-ray. And, you know, for the longest time, if you wanted to watch it on Blu-ray, you had to buy that box set. And so they have finally broken the, the film out. The disc is essentially the exact same one as what you get in that box set. Um, so much so that like when I put the disc into my player for this individual release, it asked me if I wanted to resume playback, even though I had just <laughs> put it in because it must be the same information on this disc as what was on the other one uh, the last time I played it on my on my PlayStation. So uh, I guess if anyone is curious, if you have the box set and you're thinking like, oh, do I need to buy the individual release too? There's nothing new about it. Uh, apart from, you know, the cover art that you're getting. Um, so really, like, this is just for people who don't own the box set and don't want to buy the box set. Although, like, that box set is great. And if you want this movie, you may as well just kind of, like, spend a little bit extra and buy the box set when it's, you know, maybe wait till it's on sale. Um, but you're getting a lot of value out of that set. The, the other Criterion releases of the week, the... 
documentary films from Robert Drew, uh, the Kennedy films, another kind of really important release that I have not gotten enough into, like all the supplements that are included on it. Um, but it is kind of an interesting um, thing to watch in this election year, as well as uh, having just watched, I don't know if you watched this too on Hulu, but the 11, 22, 63 uh, miniseries that they made with, um, with uh, what's his name? Anyway, like based on the Stephen King book, um, uh, James Franco was the, the, the actor in it. Um, and anyway, like that whole series and book kind of revolve around the Kennedy assassination. And so it's, it is fascinating to watch like real, you know, documentaries about the you know, primaries and whatnot. And then kind of like that one documentary following the president's assassination. Um, it's just an amazing release. And, uh, it's, it's got a lot of material on here. It also comes one of the few recent Criterion releases that actually come with a booklet and not that kind of fold-out leaflet that they've been, you know, using in instead of uh, a booklet. So uh, maybe it's worth it for you as a Criterion collector uh, just by me mentioning that it's a booklet and not a leaflet. <laughs> um, and then finally, this week, uh, Criterion released through, you know, in conjunction with IFC Films, um, the and Sundance selects uh, the Christian Petzl film Phoenix. This is the the German film that he made uh, in 2014. I forget now if it played at Cannes, but it was um, you know highly regarded, uh, you know very uh, haunting. Uh, you know, set in 1945 in Berlin, kind of post World War II, uh, dealing with um, you know a a you know, a survivor of one of the concentration camps at Auschwitz and, you know, confronting, uh, her, her past, you know, with, you know, the Nazis. So very, um, beautiful and, and, and sad. Um, one of the best covers of the month that the, the, the cover for Phoenix, I think is probably going to end up being one of the best covers I think Criterion has done, uh, this year so far. Uh, that's another one of uh, Nassim Higson's uh, pieces that he did for that one. And I think it's just like so great. All right. We got to talk about these Kino Lorber animation titles. Yeah, we do. All right. So this is one that we have been talking about. These three releases that criteria that uh, Kino has released this week. We've been talking about them ever since they were first teased, uh, you know, on Twitter and Facebook you know, when, when Kino announced that they were going to be jumping into the world of animation, obviously Brian and I are huge animation geeks. And, uh, I think we were both very excited when even just like the idea of them, you know, expanding to animation felt like, okay, well that's perfect. Like they're doing all these studio movies. They're, they're, you know, they're getting into, uh, deals with all these other, you know, MG, you know, with different studios. And so it's nice that, you know, they, the idea that they would be kind of expanding to this uh, genre or this, you know, medium is, uh, you know, okay by us, by all means. Um, these ones, and then we kind of learned over the course of the month, several, you know, past several months that, you know, they were going to be, that Jerry Beck was going to be involved with this, that he was going to be working on uh, commentary tracks and documentaries f- for these releases. And now they're finally here. Uh, this week, they're, the, the folks at Kino Lorber Animation are releasing uh, The Ant and the Aardvark, Crazy Legs Crane, and The Inspector. 
This is all part of the uh, films or the animated, uh, you know, shorts and, and it's not really like TV series, although they, I think they were like theatrical shorts. I guess there are t- TV episodes uh, for, for some of these, like from uh, to Patty Freeling. And uh, there is a great documentary in on these Blu-rays, which are which is included on all three releases. They all have this documentary um, uh, basically talking about like the the history of this studio to Patty Freeling, like where they came from, you know, Warner Brothers and Looney Tunes and all that and kind of working within Warner Brothers, but as their own as their own separate entity. Did you watch that documentary that's on there? Yeah, um, okay. yeah. There's a couple of them, and it's two parts. Kind of like the what is it? Goodbye Warner Brothers. Hello to Patty Freeling is one, and then there's another called Avard Varks, Ants, Inspectors, and Cranes. Both of them are about 17 minutes. Um, one is setting up the studio, and the other is more specifically about each of the shows. Yeah. Um, and I I thought it was you know I wish they were maybe a little longer but yeah, you know I think my that, big complaint I think if I had one yeah I mean I guess like the other complaint is the fact that like that one supplement is kind of duplicated across all three releases um, which is kind of like I totally understand why like you don't want to have to spend the money to make a, a, a separate documentary across all three of these different Blu-rays and you know but when like I guess looking at it from like the collector standpoint is like you're you're most likely going to if you're going to buy one of these you're probably going to buy all of them and you know it's kind of silly to have that documentary on each one it seems kind of redundant I guess yeah. um but I can see why they didn't want to you know release these 3 as a box set because that might you know limit sales and so you want to just do them individually. And so it's really like a silly complaint of mine to have to say like, oh, they should they should have done something different. But, I, you know, this they did the smart thing, I think, in the end. Well, I mean, thankfully, each of the discs has about, I think, about four episodes with commentary. Yeah. Um, and then like, I, let's see here. Um, Jerry Beck and author Mark Arnold, uh, Greg Ford. And then there's some archival Frizz Freeling uh, as well in the Ant and the Aardvark and the Inspector Disc sets. And then Crazy Legs Crane is just Beck and Arnold. Um, but so you get, you know, some disc-specific special features at least for each of them. But yeah, I wish I wish this, those documentaries were a little bit longer. But regardless, there's still really... The, the transfers look good and it's really nice to have all these cartoons together in these sets and then to have these three come out at once like this i don't know i hope it gets people excited because i'm really excited about these releases especially the inst- i thought the ant and the aardvark was my favorite but in watching the inspector yes definitely. i'm like holy smokes this one is i mean even down to like the episode titles you know like mm-hmm the great de Gaulle stone operation or, you know, Napoleon blown apart or, you know what I mean? Just like stupid puns, but yes. they're clever, you know what yes. I mean? And I feel like the whole show is like that. It's mm-hmm. really sharp, really, really making fun of that, playing off that Inspector Clouseau character and stuff. It's great. Totally. I would, I would absolutely agree. I think if, if you're listening to this and you, you haven't seen any of these before and maybe you're curious, maybe you're an animation fan and you don't know which one to start with, I would say get the inspector. I think that's probably like the easiest one for, you know, fans of, uh, you know, art house cinema uh, to kind of 
go and, and pick that up. I mean, if you're a fan of like the Jacques Tati stuff or, you know, yes. um, any of the, uh, like the Pig Panther movies, obviously like that, that's where this kind of came from. Um, I would say that's probably the, this is the one that you should pick up first. And then if you like it, get the other ones, get the ant in the aardvark, get crazy legs crane. Cause those ones, um, just show you kind of like all the different places that the studio went, at least at the beginning, like, you know, we still have, uh, Tijuana toads and Roland and Ratfink coming. Um, when are they coming in June or July? Yeah, I think June, June. Yeah. At the end of June. So that's the next wave of this to Patty Freeling collection. Um, which I'm also very excited about. And I think it's going to, um, I'm so curious to see what, you know, if these do well enough, like where does Kino animation go from here? Like this is their to Patty Freeling collection. You know, what's the next collection? Like what's the next studio? Are they going to get, have they, I don't know if you've looked into this or seen it, but are they going to do any of the pink Panther cartoons? It seems like a natural extension of what they're doing. I mean, and there haven't been Blu-rays of those. Those are supposedly MGM owned, um, properties so it seems like a natural extension of what they're doing here i hope that's the case that'd be really great yeah i don't know um, if that maybe like those are too hard to get or you know, yeah. maybe it's too expensive for them and could be like these ones were just easier to do or maybe they're like you know maybe the studio is still working on hd masters of those uh pink panther cartoons so yeah i don't know but yeah that yeah. would seem like the natural uh you know and maybe i mean it seems like it would be the natural starting point for this series is to start off with the pink panther and then work towards more obscure titles but you know maybe that's just that wasn't an option for them yeah maybe they were just like well while we're disentangling the rights or whatever they're dealing with hd transfers we can you know test the waters with this stuff i would say yeah like you say get the inspector if you want to get it for your kids the inspector's like a little more like adult yeah or a little maybe, more not a, yeah you kind of like I, here's what i'll say my daughter liked the ant and the aardvark the yeah. most of all of them um and and the inspector she might have liked the least but i like the inspector the most <laughs> yeah you know so like you know one for you one for them if you want totally yes so. absolutely agree um and again like the the transfers on all these blu-rays look good um I, we are just like so spoiled when it comes to getting, uh, you know, amazing releases on Blu-ray. Like, you know, we were just talking earlier about the new, the, you know, Filmstruck and like as, as film fans, we're just so spoiled right now at this point in, in, you know, in culture and history. It's true. Uh, but I will, I will keep on supporting this stuff, uh, as they release it because, um, they're doing a good job. And like, you know, we said that those documentaries are kind of short. Uh, they're short, but you know what? They really get a, uh, through a lot of history. And, you know, up until this release, I knew next to nothing about DePatty Freeling. And so now having that 17 minute documentary uh, talking about like where they came from, I mean, it was a nice like 17 minute tease for me to want to go and learn more about these 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 folks who were involved with the studio to maybe i was even thinking like it would be fun to put a little collection together of all because in in that documentary they talk about all the title credit sequences that they did for different movies and how it would be fun to kind of like put a collection together like you know a playlist on youtube or something of all the different you know live action movies that this studio created animated 
title sequences for. Didn't they um, do commercials too? Did yeah, and commercials too. So like, I'd love to see all that stuff together. Yeah. Yeah, that would be such a great, uh, you know, kind of like that UPA box set where it's like, you know, S. collecting all of the different things into one set. Like that would be so much fun if, if like after, you know, or maybe if they can, if they can get the rights to them, like, you know, putting together like a, you know, DePatty Freeling supplement Blu-ray, which includes all that stuff, like, you know, commercials, it includes, you know, title sequences if they can, if they can do it. But, um, I mean, is, sorry, no, no. no. I was just going to say, if you're Jerry Beckites like you and I are, then then that 17 minutes, you know, is going to be a quality 17 because he's, you know, more or less the spine of a, a lot of that as far as the narrative. He's telling a lot of the stories. And I just if you've if you've <laughs> if you've heard Jerry Beck speak or if you've read him, then you know that he knows what he's talking about and he he's fascinating to listen to. So. You know, it's it's 17 minutes, like you say, packed with stuff and with Jerry Beck. So that's it's good good times. Yeah, and I hope that they continue to work with him. I'm sure they will. Uh, I'm sure he's kind of like, uh, you know, maybe even like you know asking them. But um, I hope that they continue to work with him on on the upcoming releases. Yeah, that just seems like a no brainer for both parties. But I hope I hope it continues. All right. So yeah, definitely um, pick up you know one of these, if not all of them. So some other stuff that came out this week. The Scream Factory release of Death Becomes Her is out today. This one we talked about, uh, we learned about last year at Comic-Con. That's and, right. And uh, it is finally available. I haven't picked it up yet, though, even though I've been talking so much about it and wanting to, to get it. Um, did you end up getting it? I did. Um, it looks it looks good, um, and they um, it's it's a little thin for a collector's edition. They don't have a ton of stuff. Um, they do, however, have a decent um, making of. I want to say it's about thirty minutes, uh, and they did get Robert Zemeckis, which is something they don't always they don't always get. I mean, they didn't get any of the principal actors, unfortunately, but. Um, but it was nice to have Zemeckis in there. Um, so that kind of adds some legitimacy to this, yeah. that particular su supplement. So, but, um, you know, it's a sort of a cult favorite and it's a really interesting movie to watch now. Um, you know, with its commentary on vanity and, mm -hmm. and, you know, physical alterations and it's still relevant in a certain way. So how do the special effects hold up? They're they're okay. I mean, it's because um, it was like kind of notably like an early like CG, maybe not CG heavy, but like there were a lot of CG effects in that, right? Yeah, and that's one of the things they touch on in the documentary is that this is actually contextually a world pre Jurassic Park. Yeah, and so they're doing some really early CG stuff where they're you know putting. Meryl Streep's head on backwards, you know, and and show and uh, showing a hole through um, Goldie Hawn or whatever. So, anyway, um, it's it's interesting from that contextual point of view. But the the effects themselves, they're okay, you know. And maybe high def doesn't necessarily help them, but you know, I think it's an interesting artifact. I like to I like that kind of stuff. Uh, another release that came out today is a re-release of the Sorcerer Blu-ray from Warner Brothers. Um, 
a couple months ago, I think we were talking, you and I, about um, we were going through the out-of-print thread on the Criterion Forum on the podcast and mentioning this one specifically, like, oh, Criterion, or not Criterion, uh, Warner Brothers is putting the Sorcerer Blu-ray out of print. And we were like, oh, I wonder what that means. Does that mean, like, you know, maybe they're, they lost the rights to it? And really what it meant was that they were just discontinuing that um, digibook version of it and they're now releasing just like a standard you know blu-ray case uh of the film which is you know it's so it's presumably the same disc i think that's what everyone has said that it's just like you know new packaging same disc um but you know if you don't own the movie uh this is now a a, a although like i think like the right now there's a third-party seller selling it for a lot and so i don't think the the, the real uh, price is is up yet on Amazon, but this is going to be one of those cheaper price points, I think, and so presumably it'll be pretty inexpensive to get. Um, but if you haven't seen it, this obviously it's just such a great movie and a fantastic Blu-ray transfer of the movie. Yeah, it's a must own, hands down. Definitely. Um, one thing that came out this week that I knew nothing about, and I only saw it on the, when I was looking at the list of, of new titles coming out, um, basically like I was scrolling down the list on the digital bits. They have like their calendar page where you can look at all the, the discs coming out for the week. And I was like, I saw this picture and the, the title of the release said Wabbit. And I was like, that kind of looks like Bugs Bunny. <laughs> and that kind of looks like Yosemite Sam, but like different enough to where I was thinking, is this like a like a bootleg or not like a bootleg, but like a, you know, a, some other studio kind of just like, you know, when those like Disney movies come out and or not the Disney, but like the fake Disney movies come out and it's like, you know, Oh, the, the ice princess. And it's like you know, <laughs> a, a frozen ripoff made by some European studio kind of riding the coattails of, of frozen and trying to get the movie out, um, you know, before the, the Disney home video release. And so I thought like, is this like a real thing? Like this wabbit? So I click through and like one of the first comments that I found on Amazon, like completely changed my mind. And I was like, Oh, well, I need to learn more about this because this sounds uh, awesome. This is a new Looney Tunes short series. Um, but basically like the, the, the review that I saw that was like, um, that kind of changed my whole perspective on what I was seeing is that they said, this is Warner's answer to Disney's new Mickey shorts. Wow. And, uh, I was like, Oh, that's awesome because I love those Disney Mickey shorts. Uh, I watch them all the time. Every time a new one comes out on YouTube, I'm just like, okay, I gotta add this to my watch later. Cause I'm going to watch this on the TV. Um, and so, uh, I, I started watching one of the episodes. I think they're all available on the Cartoon Network YouTube channel. Um, I don't know if they're the full versions. I think they are, though. Oh, maybe not. This is like a minute long, this thing here. Um, but uh, or maybe they are. Maybe they're only maybe they're only like a minute long. Um, maybe the whole season is only like 11 minutes long. Oh, yeah. So they're all two. Uh, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. I'm, I'm trying to like learn as I, as I talk about it here, but maybe these are the, like the full length shorts. Um, anyway, uh, it's, 
the only difference that I saw in the in from the, like the Disney version, the Disney shorts with Mickey, uh, what make those ones great, I think for me, are like the very highly stylized animation, along with the fact that there's almost no dialogue, or there is some dialogue, but there's like it's mostly physical comedy. These these Wabbit ones are much more dialogue, I think, and much more jokes, kind of in line with the the Bugs Bunny character, like the Looney Tunes characters. Um, but I am definitely going to watch all of these. Um, I'm, it's kind of one of those things where like, oh, now I didn't know about this thing before, but now that I know about it, I'm sad that it's only available on DVD and not Blu-ray. Yeah. (laughs) That's my exact response. It looks like there's an HD, um, version of it, version of the episodes that you can get on Amazon, uh, maybe on iTunes, but yeah, come on, let's just do Blu-rays of these, please. I mean, I totally understand how this happens, but I just wish that they maybe, you know, I mean, maybe this could be like a Warner Archive thing where they put it out on Blu-ray, but um, I won't get my hopes up for that. But, you know, maybe if it does well enough, Warner Archive could be like, well, we have HD versions of it. Maybe we can just put a a Blu-ray out there for the fans. I hope so. Um, But yeah, I hadn't heard of this either. And I'm just like, wow, that sounds really interesting to me. Oh, yeah. So I'm looking at that Amazon listing now, too. Oh, yeah. So each of these episodes is like 11 minutes long. So the stuff that's on YouTube is only they must just be clips or like, you know, teasers of of the full length 11 minute episodes. So I might need to. uh, Let's see here. Fourteen dollars for the DVD versus let's see how much is it like uh, you have to buy them each for three dollars. That's a lot of yeah. That's a lot of three dollars. That would be like sixty dollars. Yeah, this, this whole that's not. They're not anyway. I mean, yeah, that, that DVD is sounding better now. Yeah, the, there's no there's no buy the full season option, is there? I not that I could find. Oh wait, here. We, oh no, you can only buy the SD full season. The, the SD full season for thirty dollars. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That makes no sense. That is crazy. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm still, I'm still, regardless, I'm still curious to watch this show. So I will look into it, but, uh, I do love those Mickey shorts. So I'm very curious to, to check this out. And I love, you know, like I think Maurice, Maurice LaMarche is involved with this as one of the voices at uh, voice actors. So he's, uh, he's great. Um, let's see, what else do we have here? There's the, uh, home video release of <laughs> I just watched the uh, the trailers from hell for s- the just the just uh, they just put up on Sunday I guess in conjunction with this uh, this Blu-ray release. Um, this is being put out from from Shout Factory uh, from Bernard Kowalski, uh, a a snake uh, horror you know like monster movie I guess. Have you seen this one? I have. Okay. Is it is it cheesy? It is cheesy. Yeah, it looks cheesy. Um, but um, it tries to take itself seriously, so I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. It's got Dirk Benedict in it from the A Team, which I always <laughs> yeah. remember. Um. All right. Anything else that came out this week that you were excited about? Oh, did you end up getting what? The, no, uh, I didn't, and I want to. Uh, the, because it's Polanski, and because it's. It was again another sort of harder to see Polanski movie. Uh-huh. Um, seven films put this Blu-ray out. Um, I definitely want to check it out. It's on my list. It's definitely something I'm going to try and pick up. Hopefully, in the next couple months. And then, 
did you get the Zero Boys? I think I just saw you posting a picture of it. I did. Uh, and now I have not seen the Zero Boys, um, but I've always wanted to. Um, a friend of mine, a film programmer in town here, gave it to me on VHS years ago, and I always meant to watch it. And apparently he was a big fan of it. Um, the IMDb description is a group of friends travel to a wilderness area to play a survival game. Soon they unexpectedly find themselves in a real-life survival situation. So, you know, most dangerous game-ish kind of thing um but it's 86 so i i you know i'm actually doing an underrated 86 um list series right now on my blog and um oh yeah you just posted your your post yesterday yes uh monday sorry monday yes yeah um that was yesterday my god i lost the whole day (laughs) anyway um so this one could be consideration for my second round or maybe it'll show up on someone else's list uh even though arrow has put it out i still feel like it's a movie that a lot of people haven't seen so could be could be fodder for that but yeah i think that's it for me um dillinger i mean i definitely want to check out dillinger mm-hmm. uh the arrow version i mean i've seen the movie it's been a while but um and that's like a u.s only arrow release is it that, th- that's very possible i think it is i think it's one of the few not where they're not releasing it in the uk also okay um, one other Blu-ray release out this week that I think we've mentioned before, but uh, is definitely worth talking about, is the oscilloscope release of Kelly Reichardt's film, River of Grass. This is her debut film from 1994. This is one that was actually a Kickstarter campaign that they did to restore the film. And this was, um, I forget when it ended, but it was... Um, let's see put together uh, let me see if i can find here on the campaign page but um they raised like like twenty two thousand dollars to get this uh put together um and it's now finally available i think this was last year maybe the year before um but uh you know kelly reichardt obviously famous for movies like um let's see where where do i have my her page right now oh here we go so like old joy uh, with Will Will Oldham's in that one, I think. Uh, Wendy and Lucy, Meek's Cutoff, Night Moves. Um, you know, a very amazing, uh, you know, woman director. Uh, this one is, new, like, restored in 2K, high definition. It was originally shot in, on 16mm. And uh, it's now available on Blu-ray and DVD. I think Blu-ray and DVD from Oscilloscope. Um, the Oscilloscope titles often, I feel like, often go missed by me because I... Um, I'll like know about them, but for some reason they always like don't make it onto the lists when I'm compiling them or like, I don't know if like some of the websites that I follow just forget about the oscilloscope releases, but anyway, this is now available. Um, and I, uh, can't wait to watch it. I, Uh, I, sorry, I just thought of one more, uh, real quick, the, uh, vinegar syndrome dolomite. Oh yeah came out today um and did you did you end up picking that one up i did and it's another one of those that looks you know better than it ever should um <laughs> yeah. you know because they did a new scan of it i mean it's not like it's gonna compare to north by northwest or something you know what i mean it, but it looks really good for what it is in the source material i thought um and they have some new extras they have a, uh this thing called idolamite which is about a 24-minute documentary um, produced and directed by Elijah Drenner, who did American Grindhouse, and um, that guy, Dick Miller. He does a lot of special features for Vinegar and 
Kino and stuff. But that's a neat little thing, and it includes archival video of Rudy Ray Moore himself, who passed away in 2008, I believe. Um, but he's a fascinating character, and there's a commentary um, from this guy who's his biographer. I forget the guy's name right now. Um, oh, Mark Jason Murray. He's He does a whole commentary about him, and some of that stuff is covered in the I Dolomite documentary. But just a fascinating guy to learn about, you know, just was working in a record store and started, you know, trying to do some comedy, but was just kind of a storyteller, you know, taking the stories of this character, Dolomite, this pimp character from the neighborhood um, that another guy told these stories and he sort of stole them more or less and, and started doing that and, and released albums and then those albums became popular and then he made the movie and stuff like that. Anyway, fascinating stuff and a good disc for anybody that's into black exploitation movies and, you know, anything that, if you've seen Black Dynamite, you can you can see a direct line from that movie to this movie. So, it's it's a fun movie. Uh, also out this week from Second Run in the UK, one of their the second of their Blu-ray releases. So they released um, Horse Money, and now they've released this week uh, Mysterious Object at Noon, uh, the film from two thousand from Apichatpong Weazertakol, who did um, what was like the big one that he did uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, Oh, I'm gonna like forget which what was the one that he did. It was like he played at Can. Oh, Uncle Boon Me. Yeah, who can recall past lives. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. So he, I think that might be what people might know him from, because um, uh, it kind of I think it had won the award at Can that year and back in 2010, and uh, it won the Palm Door in 2010, and so like I think that probably brought him to the attention of a lot of film fans here in the states. Um, and so now this is, uh, you can go back and get this one. Um, you know, this is this second run, second Blu-ray release. It's region free. Um, it's relatively inexpensive on, on, uh, Amazon UK. This is, um, you know, done in now that second run is kind of in conjunction with, uh, arrow films. This one has a, a short film on the release as well as, uh, an interview with the director, and a feature on the restoration and an essay by Tony Raines. So uh, this is definitely one that I will be picking up and I can't wait to check it out. There's been a lot of discussion about, um, you know, the transfer of the movie on the Criterion Forum and people are, you know, like, I think this is like as good as it can get. It's not going to look amazing just based on the fact that there's like such limited uh, original materials from when this movie was shot. But, uh, and I think maybe the subtitles are burned in, but they, that couldn't be helped because of where they got the materials from. Um, so, uh, but definitely one that I'm curious to pick up. And I think that might be it. Is there, was there a, let's see, was there a Eureka release this week? Oh no, I think that's coming out uh, in a couple weeks. We're getting the next Masters of Cinema release. The Last Command is the next one. Um. I think that's about it for new releases this week. I got to say, Brian, I, uh, before we go, I have to talk to you about this, uh, this Blu-ray that I just bought last week. What'd you get? All right. So I, I talked about this on the newsstand. So maybe you, you've listeners have heard me talk about it there, but, uh, I finally imported a Blu-ray from Australia. Although 
I say that even though I haven't got it yet. I just I placed my <laughs> I placed my order, is what I'll say. Um, but it's a Blu-ray that you and I uh, have been hoping for here in the states, and uh, hasn't happened yet. And so I saw that it was finally available in Australia. It's a limited Blu-ray release of Over the Garden Wall. Oh no! Yes. I mean, yes, that's exciting. <laughs> Is it region free or region locked? It is region locked, as far as I know. I, I'm pretty okay. sure it's region locked. It's it's done by Mad Madman in the Australia. Wow. So I think it's region B. Um, it's a limited edition release that they're doing. I don't know how many they're doing, but it's still available, as far as I know. I haven't seen anyone talking about it being sold out yet. Um, but I'm assuming that it's like a couple thousand units that they're selling. I don't know what they've this is the first time that I've ordered from them and it's, you know, like my first Australian Blu-ray. But I saw that it was available. And so I just was like, screw it. I'm going to spend the, I think it was like $40 on the Blu-ray plus shipping to have it sent to the States. So I will report back in a few weeks whenever it arrives and tell you about it. But uh, it, it has the commentary tracks that are available on the DVD and it might even have a couple of extra supplements on it. That's cool. Yeah, definitely. I mean, let me know because I consider paying that much for that. Yeah, I, ah. I, 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 I was a little worried at first, like, oh, that's kind of expensive. But you know, like, I love that miniseries, and that's great. I want to see it in high definition, even though it's you know, obviously we we've talked about it before. You can get the high definition streaming versions from Amazon or iTunes, but you know. The, the blu-ray is something special yeah i still can't believe there isn't one on the state side i know Crazy. and like i i hope now that like i bought this that it doesn't like inspire <laughs> you know the warner archive to say like all right now we're gonna announce like we're doing the blu-ray release of Open the Wall, <laughs> which i just I, I know it's coming but they're just holding out waiting for me to get this one in the mail <laughs> well hurry up and get it so we can get our domestic blu-ray <laughs> yeah, i know <laughs> Maybe uh, maybe that will be a big reveal at Comic-Con this year. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that's it. I think uh, we can wrap things up for tonight. Thanks for uh, recording for so long tonight. We had a lot to talk about. Always a pleasure. All right, everyone. Well, you can find links in the show notes to all of the, the titles that we talked about uh, this week, as well as all the news items that we were discussing you can find links to where you can find us online on Twitter and our websites. Uh, you can follow us on, on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. You can um, find our Amazon wish lists on here. If you are so inclined to pick up something for us, we'll be back next week to talk about the new releases. And if we take a week off again, uh, I'll try to remember to send out a little tweet, letting everyone know that there's no new episode, but thanks for all of your patience and if you have any thoughts on, you know, Filmstruck or, or the new releases for the week, or if you have any questions for us, feel free to tweet at us, shoot us an email. You can, uh, you can do all that. All right, everyone. See you next week. Bye.